Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Who knows when this is coming out? This is a non-specific time period pod. <laughs> getting one up the sleeve. Well, yeah, we're getting one in the chamber to, to, to give us a bit of cushion. For the pushing. For the pushing of... Of Tristan moving overseas, yeah. so I guess this is to the, the first. Apple. To the windy apple, I guess this is the first of the uh, global pods, but not officially because we didn't record it. It's actually you could argue it's the opposite of that. It's the last, the last of our face to face. Yeah, pods. yeah. Soak it in, folks. You won't get this energy with our weird time, or will you? Coming to you from the past, mm. for your future, from a couple of months ago, and we're doing out of sight. Yeah, I picked this one because Greg hadn't seen it. That's right. Uh, it popped up on Netflix and I thought, huh, I kind of forgot that movie even existed. Mm. I remember enjoying that and I remember Greg saying he hadn't seen it. Ipso factor. Here we are. Tristan's <laughs> been looking for ways to get me to do a plot prediction. Plot prediction. <laughs> well, because we did the whole mini series of movies I hadn't yeah. seen. Yeah. I got real sick of doing them, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> because some weeks you're just like, I just want to watch the movie. Yeah, you gave it a lot of attention and thought. Well, because it was the theme, I thought I really had to yeah, like yeah, yeah. give it's, some. You, no, it's. There needed to be some 100%. like expectation of, of if it's going to be a whole miniseries. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I appreciate that you got sick of it and you're like, you can do a <laughs> couple of your prick. I appreciate that as well. But also because I genuinely think you will like this movie, uh, not to put too much pressure on. And then I faded the the, the Scrooge. I was like, but I'm not, I know Christmas Carol. I know that. Oh, that's right. Ghost of Christmas. Yes, because Greg hadn't seen Scrooged but didn't have to do a plot prediction because it's a Christmas Carol. So yeah. what do you want? But he wanted, you wanted one. Well, I was like, give me the twist. What's the twist? I'm like, oh, it's set in modern 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it really was, yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk too much about the 80s vibe there, the hair it and everything. It was good. Anyway, that was last year. Yes. <laughs> that was so 21. Yeah. 22 yeah, yeah. is going to be our year. I uh, can't wait till we run out of Greek letters. Oh, I assume that's when COVID ends, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, 1998 was this film's year of debut. It sure was. It was also the year... Of an important stage in um, personal music device consumption. Oh. It was the year of the MP, MP3. Oh. Oh. We're past Discman. We're past Dixman. 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 Actually, that, that checks out, yeah, because, well, uh, yeah. I remember in high school people had some form, of, you know, I guess these days you just think of iPods, but before that there was there were these things. My friend had an MP3 player that held like eight songs or something. Really? <laughs> yeah, like. Because there wasn't the memory wasn't that they didn't have that much capacity. No, they weren't that great. He had uh, something from he gotten something from Korea from a family member or something, and it was like the size of a Walkman. There was no advantage to this device. <laughs> I tell you what. Well, well, other than you had to work real hard. <laughs> yeah, to get it on there to, to change songs. anything. You can't just slip something, get it out of it. Yeah, how funny! Absolutely. So they they were pretty short lived though because it was. Was, I think it was 2001, the iPod came out. Well, there's still MP3 players, but I guess it's just more that there's one that just overtook the oh, whole market. It's just a phone now. 
Well, now it is. Yeah. yeah. But for a while, iPods had a had a distinct period. I think. Oh, big time. Yeah. Even when I had an iPod Shuffle. Yeah, they were great for running. Yeah, and if you can't afford an iPod, <laughs> true. But they were small, so I think yeah. even till recently, at least people runners liked them because yeah. you didn't have to carry your phone. Mine, the one I had was the first generation Shuffle, and it kind of just looked like a big USB stick thing. Yeah, right. Had no, and it just like had a play button on it, and I you hang it around your neck. Oh, that's cool. Under your shirt. Did you feel cool? Felt cool. And also, I didn't need a thousand songs, I thought, in those days. Turns out you did. I did. I did. But sorry, I'm hijacking your memory. No, this is, this is not a hijack. This is <laughs> perfect. It's a yes and. This is a yes and. And much needed given I deleted my <laughs> memberberry notes on MP3 players. <laughs> Who invented it? Uh, I feel like it was a, like a Korean guy. Makes sense. Um, what about Minidisc? That was before, I guess. Yeah. That was the most short-lived technology, yeah. I think. I think that's gone down as like maybe in the Guinness Book of Records as one of those short-lived technologies. Yeah. Mm. iPods came out in 2002 apparently. Yeah, wow. That's a long time. I didn't have one of those early ones. No, nah, same. They were expensive, weren't they? I didn't get an iPod. I think eventually I got an iPod Nano and I won that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Media? Can Young Lion. That was part of the prize. Young Lion, a prestigious... Global advertising award of, of yes. which you were the recipient. Yes, I won a gold medal. Yeah. It's hanging on the wall right you there. You got to go to Cannes. I got to go to Cannes twice. Twice. So you get to go back when you win. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. And just drink magnums of rosé or Jeroboms. Yeah. What's the biggest bottle of rosé you drank over there? I don't know. I was so young and it's probably the first time I had rosé. You were young. How old were you? 23. Damn. And poor because like very junior in the industry – and so you don't have any money over there. So you're just getting whatever someone else is buying. Yeah, which, of which is plenty in that. <laughs> yeah, in that right? scenario. But it's a bit like, so our industry is a bit funny. You, you get paid nothing when you start, but you get to do fancy things. Yeah. And I, I, was no, I was no fancy man growing up. And so you'd go to these fancy lunches and there's more than one fork and you're like, holy smokes. Yeah, you literally <laughs> go to the, back in those days, well, to, to an extent. But back then you'd go to, I think in my first couple of weeks, I went to, uh, what's the, Restaurant, I forget the name of it, but it was like a three-hatted restaurant. Yeah. And not like, oh, just a trendy place that happens to have some hats, like like fancy places. Yeah, I can still taste. I remember being so intimidated. The blue Like, eye. don't embarrass yourself, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, well, I, I eventually, <laughs> like a few weeks later, I'm like, I'm a pro. Yeah. But just, I just remember those first couple of times and I was like very, a bit deer in headlights about it all. Yeah. Like this is a bit too fancy. What do I have to wear? <laughs> like do I have to wear a tuxedo? <laughs> I, assume you, I assume so. I did. It's almost like the cliche fancy restaurants you see in movies but not quite. Shit like in Ferris Bueller and uh, yeah, Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> Shares, Shares they play classical music. Yeah, maybe not that extreme but it felt like that at the time. And then you'd get these battlers who would come in there and like order the, the, the market price crustaceans <laughs> or uh, the lobster or the, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Don't do that. Anything that says MP, you avoid that young man. Yeah. Or woman. Yeah. More of a young guy thing to do. Man, that's the first time I had sashimi. That's really? How, yeah, because I um I thought I didn't like it. I was I I was cultured in some ways in that like multicultural and like I tried lots of things, but sushi specifically, sashimi specifically, I thought I didn't like. And then I was like, oh no, I do like this. I do like this. Yeah. So you you. you, you uh, a Oysters. Epicurean awakening for yeah, you. Yeah, I had my first oyster. Damn. And then my first wife. Yeah. We met at work too. So there you there go. You go. 
What first, movie are we talking about? First Wives of the Show. Oh, we're, we're segue doing, because that's... Oh no, we're yeah, that about was MP3. a loose... So MP3s, they were pretty cool. They were cool. Let's just there start talking about the movie. Yeah, what movie? It's called Out of Sight. Out of Sight. It's got George Clooney. Yep. J-Lo yeah. and a bevy of others. Yeah. A bevy. Bevy, yeah, it's, it's uh, accurate. I uh, believe word. it came out in 98. Came mentioned. out in 98, as did Armageddon, as did Saving Ryan's Privates, mm-hmm. Godzilla, many things. But uh, this movie came out at number... In number 40, let mm. me phrase this appropriately mm. so I can play some, a little bit of music here. The number 40 movie, top 40, if you will. Rick D's? In, in Rick D's in the weekly top 40. Uh, came in in 1998, was out of sight. Came out in June 1998, budget of $48 million. Gross of 77.7. Yeah, it, it didn't set the box office on fire, mm. let's be honest. Mm. Uh, but top 40 is not bad. It's better than we've managed well, to do. Well, you know, you're in Van Damme sort of heartland there, aren't you? Yeah. Well, Lockstock came in at 81. Well, there you go. So it's a midpoint, I suppose, between Armageddon and Lockstock. Armageddon, out of here. <laughs> Damn right you are. Uh, Run Tomatoes scores 93% from critics. Big. That's... Sh- Huge. Huge. Certified fresh, my friend. Audience score 74%. Critic consensus, Steven Soderbergh's intelligently crafted adaptation of the Elmore Leonard novel is witty, sexy, surprisingly entertaining and a star-making turn for George Clooney. A couple of years after uh, Dust Till Dawn, obviously post-ER, this is the, this is the ascension of one George Clooney. Uh-huh. Uh, to kill a tycoon. It's... Uh Robert Rodriguez would have been watching this with a little a knowing nod. I made you. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a big movie for you? No. No. I haven't seen Had it. you heard of it? I uh, I remember the cover. And did I'm curious because there's been a couple of movies like this for me where based on the cover you think it's one thing. Like you think it was a rom-com or something or like I so and when cuz I'll give my plot prediction. Yeah. I must have heard Something, Something because yeah. my plot prediction will get into it. But and you're allowed to look at the posters, and some of the posters allude a little bit more to what the vibe of this movie mm. is. Other posters, it's just a couple of faces, but mm. style wise, some of them it's got a bit of that Tarantino mm. aesthetic to it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, as does the whole movie, as does <laughs> the film. Yes, uh, well, yeah, well, let's hear it then, Greg. What's your oh, do I do that prediction? now? Why is not? This, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um. John Price is many things. Mm. Businessman, yeah. philanthropist, yeah. socialite, mm. yet no one really knows John Price. Yeah. Little did they know that John Price, I did this audio to text and there's lots of words in here that shouldn't be. So this is me trying to <laughs> read this gobbledygook. Little did they know that John Price leads a quadruple, double, triple life. Ooh. Until one day, he meets his match, Vanessa Cortez. Oh. Equally smart, equally charming, equally beautiful, and an officer of it? No. <laughs> Guess I must have. But can they let their desires cloud their jobs? This doesn't, Mike, this, I'm trying to read this, but it makes no sense. <laughs> Equally a cat burglar while they play cat and mouse, 
And then they team up to take down the biggest score yet. Okay. The sexiest score of all. Well, you're right on that. Diamonds. Oh, diamonds. Not bad. But they're both planning a double cross until oh. they can't get uncrossed. Hello. I don't know why. Hello. <laughs> you probably got distracted. Your phone <laughs> rang. <laughs> Hello, Greg speaking. <laughs> That's all I had. Man, that's pretty close. The first half especially and then the the collaboration aspect is doesn't happen. But I'd watch that movie, especially with lots of double crossing. Well, you might have seen the first half of that movie. Right. Because I think I just described <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I reread it today <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty much Thomas Crown Affair. Except they team up. They, do they team, team up, up in that? I think so. Yeah. I can barely remember that movie. But Diamonds... Are a girl's best friend, and they're in this film, mm, and they're forever. But I must have—I haven't. I certainly haven't seen this, but I—I I must have heard something that it's yeah, pop culture, man. It's yeah. in the seeps in. It does it because in. I think him being a baddie and her being a cop probably a little bit too. So, what do you reckon? What do you, what do you give me some feedback? Uh, that's that's pretty close. Vanessa Cortez, I like that. That's <laughs> good. Good name. I always. John Price. I, I wonder. When people write scripts, like coming up with names, it must be really hard. And sometimes I guess there's some poetic angle to it, but other times you just got to come up with names, right? So you just like, yeah. do you just randomly, what's the process for naming your characters? Maybe aside from the, the main characters, just other characters. It doesn't warrant a niche. Yeah. You know, there's no one out there whose niche is, I'm a names well, now these days it's probably just an online tool or something. Like, you know, you come up with your own rap name or whatever. Yeah. It's probably just like Charles script Gambino. names. Yeah. And Post Malone. And Post Malone. I learned that one recently, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> he seems like a fun guy. He does seem like a, he a would nice be a, guy. He would be a great guest if and you're listening. Post he would be Malone. great. We're doing some Bud Lights. I'm over the US now. Hey, I'm stateside. Yeah. Start saying stateside? Is that a thing? You should. I think think he would respond to that. Yeah. Um, Hook it it up. All right. Uh, Let's assume it's happening. Campaign 3000. I just saw a video from New York Nico today filming famous people in New York. So I saw um, comedians. Oh, yeah. And Spike Lee was there. Oh, yeah. I saw Spike Lee twice in New York. There you go. They're all there. They live there. Both times we made eye contact and the eye contact was like, don't. (laughs) Because he could probably see on my face like, oh. And his eye contact was like, don't, not in a menacing way, in like a please, let me be. Like a, mm. that's what I, I was probably projecting. Yeah, you didn't want him to hustle you. Well, I think he was all dressed in orange and blue as well. Or maybe I'm just misremembering that mm. from photos I've seen. Colors. Uh, Nick's, the Nick's. Yes. He dresses in Nick's colors all the time. <laughs> Nick's colors, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I saw this movie at the cinema, I think. Because 98 was Did like you? cinema going time. Who is? Can you, you know, is this like a date mates. or buddies? No, high school mates. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Interesting. If if not that, DVD around the same time the with mates. And I think maybe in those days because you'd go to the cinema just because it's the thing to do, maybe it was the only thing on. I don't know. I can't remember. But I remember liking it. And I remember this one is the poster child for for a thing at the time which was Again, we talk about MP3s, early days of the internet where we didn't have Wikipedias and such and, and misinformation 
Well, we didn't have just a, all that information on the internet. So you'd still have the wrong information circulating socially. Like people would say, oh, this is the Pulp Fiction guy mm. made this movie. Mm. And you can't blame them for thinking that, I guess. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I remember that vividly because I remember thinking, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And there were a couple of movies like that at the time. Yeah. Yet. (laughs) Well, never would be, but, you know, at certain points I'd. Have a few DVDs. Yeah, I'd watch some things. Mm. Um, So, yeah, this this reminds me a lot of that moment, the post-Tarantino age of like, oh, this is an interesting non-linear thing. It's a Tarantino movie, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's got lots of characters. Yeah. It's kind of got a cool soundtrack. But yeah, and I haven't, I hadn't seen it since. Yeah, right. I don't think. I thought I watched it with Ara, but I watched it with her this time, and she, uh, she's like, I've never seen this before. But her word is not strong on these things. She's got a terrible memory. <laughs> oh, you know what she said when we we're watching it? Before I forget, <laughs> she said, "Don't say I said that." <laughs> she said, "It reminds me of that movie, Strangers in Tokyo." The funniest part is, I know what she meant. <laughs> Lost in translation. Yeah, lost in translation. Strangers also, in not, <laughs> nothing like this movie. <laughs> Other than there being some, like some, some, some sort of attraction there. That one less sexual, but there's some kind of something going on there. I feel there's an aesthetic. Yeah, maybe an aesthetic. There's an aesthetic. An there. aesthetic, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Button. We're recording two pods in one day. The buttons uh, require some leaning forward. Um, so maybe she meant the asses. She must have. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray and Strangers Queen. in Tokyo. Ara does this thing. This maybe mo- it was called of the Strangers show. in Tokyo in like Korea, <laughs> maybe. where she's never lived. She's never lived. <laughs> 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 it she, could be. She's like a. She's a. She's a synonym generator. She never remembers the thing by the actual name, so she has a she has mountains of these things. <laughs> <laughs> she calls our she calls our Philips Sonicare toothbrush. She calls it a brawn sonar. <laughs> <laughs> How does she come up with this stuff? She literally, we'll laugh about it, and she'll still do it, not knowing. <laughs> Just replace both words. <laughs> Is that even a product? No, it's a brand and a similar word to Sonicare. Like instead of Philips, she said Braun. And instead of Sonicare, she said Sonar. It's so I funny. Like it. She's got millions of these things. This is great. Millions. She just lives in a parallel universe. She was talking about how Seymour, <laughs> sometimes they're not wrong, but they're just weird. <clears throat> Seymour pulled a plant out of the pot. She's talking about how she had to plug it back in. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's wow. a beautiful mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> should I get into the origin story? Please. L- allow me. Uh, thank you. Origin story. Based on a book. Yeah. Elmore Leonard. I didn't know this. The Get Shorty guy. Yeah. I didn't know about him. The name sounded familiar. Man. Get Shorty. Rum Punch, which is Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown film? What's his? Uh, 310 to Yuma. A bunch of there's, there's, what was it? There's a few. 19 motion pictures. From his from his literature. Yeah, some multiple from the same thing. A bunch of from short stories. 310 to Yuma was a short story. 
that TV show Justified was based on a short story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Get Shorty, Rum Punch, which became Jackie Brown, notably. But yeah, he, he based this book on a picture that he saw in a newspaper of a hot young federal marshal standing in front of a courthouse with a shotgun on a hip. Inspiration comes from many places. Yeah, I guess he just thought, what's the story there? There's a movie in that. What's, what's her day like? It just needs a hot guy. Yeah, it does. Uh, so Danny DeVito got the rights, which again makes sense, the producer of Pulp Fiction. He got the rights to Get Shorty as well, I believe, or at least he was a producer on. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Doesn't it? He's got a good eye. This guy makes millions of dollars from Twins, big-time producer. Helps break... Tarantino out in the world. Yeah, he's a, he's a big friend of the show. Big friend of, well. He's a little, <laughs> we're making Danny DeVito hot jokes. Yeah. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Okay. He's down for it. He's, he's down for fucking anything, Let's man. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> Keep going. Mm, oh, hey, okay, JC. Keep going. So book's written, 1996. DeVito secures the rights. In parallel, young director by the name of Steven Soderbergh is making a name for himself. Sex Lies and Videotape, mm. others. Mm-hmm. George Clooney's attached. The ER guy? Yeah, the ER guy, the uh, the Dust Till Dawn guy mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but for Soderbergh, he was quite a, he was a bit of an indie darling. Greg's doing the head wobble, the ER head wobble, Clooney wobble. Mm. <laughs> uh, Soderbergh was a bit of an indie darling. and He, he saw was this, an indie darling. Yeah, and, and he says about this movie in retrospect – it was a very conscious decision on my part to try and climb my way out of the art house ghetto, which can be as much of a trap as making blockbuster films, which is interesting. Into Tinseltown. Yeah, so I guess that's an interesting conscious choice because nowadays, again, whether this is a trap or a good thing, is that's kind of the Marvel model. They snap up these indie directors. So like Ryan Coogler, James Gunn, Taika Waititi mm. and Chloe Zhao. Who just did the Eternals Oscar winner? Mm-hmm. It's that it, that's overtly what they do. It's so like it's like Accenture or yeah, whoever just snaffling all the good yeah, talent. It is out of the market, and there are benefits to it, obviously, because then you can probably get to do a one for me, one for them scenario, like Tyker seems to be doing. But the it's interesting that he made the conscious choice before that model was a machine that existed. He realised he needed to do it. He's an astute man. He is an astute man. He's a really interesting guy. He's retired yeah. like five times. Yeah. But then he also made Ocean's Eleven and 12 and 13. Mm. I don't like him. Uh, Manson's favourite movie. Yeah. I think I like 11 and 13. I like them more. 12 was is probably... It's a legit piece of shit. Yeah, like my most hated movie yeah. of all time probably. And I love Meta. You know me. Even when it's like cringy, I still kind of enjoy it. But that sweet is so baby, bad. Sweet baby Ray's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet baby Ray's. So Soderberg, Soderberger. He's in there. Soda and burger. Um, I mean, that's Delicious. the crux of the origin of this. I'm not going to go too deep into cast because I think that's a whole topic to discuss it in and of itself. But in terms of precasts, there are a couple. Mm. Sandra Bullock was in there. I think she was going by Sandra Bullock. Really. No. Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> Sandra. Oh, yeah, she's Sandy. I could see her in this role. Yeah, that kind of works, sure. doesn't it? Well, she, um, Soderbergh said they had great chemistry but not for this movie. That's It's not right for this movie. Maybe not sexy enough. Who would you rather be trapped in a boot with? J-Lo. <laughs> I'll go Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandy was um, 
Sandy was in the mix, not right for this, as she'd go on to play his sister in Ocean's 8. Right. Yeah, I guess technically. Okay. But they weren't. They never shared any screen time. Uh, he was dead or was he? Danny DeVito and Gary Shandling were considered for the role that Albert Brooks, Scorpio, Gary ended up Shandling. playing. Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling would have been cool in this. I like, I'm a Brooksman. I don't know how you don't get a Willie Fickner in this movie. Mm, he would yeah. have been good in that role. He might have, yeah. Fickner, this movie has Fickner written all over it except yeah. in the credits, unfortunately. It's mm, very stupid. And then the author of the book, Elmore Leonard, said he envisioned it being Sean Connery or Jack Nicholson as Jack Foley. As, as Yeah, but he's yeah. a bit older. Yeah. So he's got his. He's got a different reference point. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, you'd say Tom Holland and Zendaya, wouldn't you? Uh, maybe Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> or should I say Michael B.? Michael B. Jordan and Zoe Kravitz then. Yeah. Tap out all your <laughs> recasting. Th- hang on, wait. <laughs> I think there's one more. There's probably one more. Shia LaBeouf, that's what I buy. Uh, no, there's no more. <laughs> that's it. That's a great the, movie. They're all the young actors though. That's all there is. That's a great movie. And they're dating. Yeah, that's cute. It's so cute. I got a tattoo with them. I got a tattoo with them. You did? Yeah. Is she in that room too? Yeah, that, she's the one I recognised. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're all a bit younger then. Yes, she was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, I was leaving New York and I was getting a tattoo before I left and we we're in the waiting room, like a room no bigger than this. Like, fuck, that you look at this in day. Who's that guy? She's weird. It's before Spider-Man. Who's that pasty, skinny English Well, man? and in, li- in real life he looked like that too and Spider-Man hadn't come out yet and I recognised him because he had been in – that other Marvel movie before his own movie came out. I was like, oh, that's Spider-Man. He's sitting in a tattoo chair next to me, but there's a divider between us for mm. privacy reasons, I suppose. Mm. And he's getting a tattoo of the Spider-Man logo on the sole of his foot. Mm. And um, it turned out that that was quite a secret because it didn't come out that he had that done until years later on a talk show anecdote. Mm. And you were like, Pfft. Well, the, the shittest part of that story is I had to walk in front of Zendaya with my shirt off, not at the optimal time. Yeah, of her life. <laughs> being, yeah, certainly being not. She was fourteen. <laughs> no, she was. She got to be eighteen at that point. But either way, jagging. It was embarrassing. Just well, in front of celebrities. I Why? She's with like, Tom Holland. Who cares? Yeah, but it was more embarrassing just walking like movie stars, and I'm walking around with my schlubby fucking like. It wasn't pretty. Did you flex? Did you suck your tummy in? Yeah, I did a real David Brent with yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was uh, comical. Anyway, that's that's a that's cool. Speaking of celebrities in New York, and so their their romance has been blossoming over time. Well, they're just mates, then I guess. Yeah. So you know, they're not rushing into it, which like is it. which is quite nice. I love it. I'm kind of the cupid in this story, am I not? I was gonna say, uh, yeah, because I made him look good. Yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> Thomas. You're welcome, Timothy. Timothy, is it? No, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> it should be Thomas. That's a good name for a kid. Thomas. If you're thinking of having one. Um. Let's play the trailer, Bish Bash Bosh. Okay. It may only happen a few times in your life. Not once. And you always remember it because it was there and you let it go and you think to yourself, what if I had stopped? No bills off the bottom of the drawer, please. Is your first time being around? Uh, you're doing great. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. I think you flooded it. <laughs> Get out of the car, sir. Well, you're the reason, my friend, that I don't keep all my money in the bank. You'd be surprised what all you can get. Ask for it the right way. 
looks okay. We're the good guy. What are you doing here? You're just a girl. What do you do for a living? You back to shotgun. I'm a federal marshal and you're under arrest. I'm in. Let's go. Hey, you comfy? You have got to be kidding. Now you be a good girl. Now I'm going to open up the door. You want to sit down and have cocktails with a woman who tried to shoot you. It was an unusual experience. Wow, you are mean. Oh, what, one last score? You tired of some island? Is that the idea? Partial to mountains myself. If you like islands, we'll pick an island. I'm not exactly a nine to five type. Who is? Happy birthday. trailer what a trailer good trailer uh what the fuck happened to this movie greg uh maybe you can give it to us in chronological order <laughs> <laughs> yes well that's that's actually my first point here is first thing to note this is a non-linear story arc yeah otherwise known as a pulp fiction arrangement yeah uh so you got foley he's a bank robber um, never used a gun Oh yeah, that's a good point. He charmed. He charmed the pants off. I'd give him anything he wants. Yeah, and she did, <laughs> which was the money. Yeah, um, he got arrested, put in jail. Yeah, um, he busts out of jail. He goes to jail. There's some things happen in jail that we learn later on. Um, you know, makes a few acquaintances, so we say. Mm. How long's he in there for? Do you know? It's confusing. I don't understand. I googled it. Couldn't find it. Yeah, like how many times did he go there? It was confusing. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, so he busts out of jail. J-Lo's there. She's there for some other reason. Why is she there again? Can't remember. Yeah, she's there though. Yeah. Um, so he busts out with Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> I forgot. Um, she's like a cop of sort, like a marshal or something. Yeah. Something. Some kind of law person. Yeah. And he kidnaps her as part of the escape, like sort of. It wasn't the plan. wasn't the plan. But, you know, you got to improvise. You gotta, that's exactly. Mm. Exactly. you got to think on your feet. Yeah. So he sticks her in the boot. Yeah, sure does. Jumps in there with her. Yeah. A little weird. It is weird. Um, Why did he do that, actually? Uh, oh, just hide, maybe. Maybe just hide. Um, and, the you know, scene. it's, yeah, it's like, it's George Clooney. Yeah. So he's sort of behind her and they get sort of chatting in the boot. And, um, yeah. you know, despite having just broken out of prison, and I don't think you, you smell him the best. Would be my assumption. Yeah, doesn't matter because we're talking Clooney here. His voice, man. His voice is his voice. buttery. Yeah. Um, could, he could be a great podcaster. He probably is, George. If you're listening, you promote your tequila on there. Yeah. See, he doesn't do that. So no, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I drink that tequila. I didn't know it was his. Yeah. I bought it because it looked authentic, well played. Yeah. He sold it for a billion dollars. Did he? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> but he gave up, like, didn't he give heaps of money to his mates? Probably. They, I think he he's did. He's a cool guy. He gave heaps to his mates. Yeah. I didn't get any. <laughs> so she's in the boot with him. That's quite a scene. I, I didn't love it. I'll get to that later. So anyway, J-Lo escapes and then basically she becomes after this guy. She's after this guy. Yeah. Um, she, he's planning his next racket with Marcellus. He's going to go down and fleece some diamonds from one of the guys he did time with, uh, Hank Scorpio, or Scorpio's cousin. They definitely sounded similar. Yeah. Um, so j wants to cash him, but she also wants to fuck him. Sure does. Like heaps. Just yeah. like a thirst. He's a thirst trap? She's a thirst trap? I'm not familiar with how this expression works, I might say. Uh... I think thirst they're both trap, thirsty, perhaps. Well, well, well. This is the thing. It's like if you're if you're both thirsty and you're both thirst traps. Well, what happens? Yeah. Uh, out of sight. So yeah. they're both down for this. Yeah. Um, is the sort of is the sort of summary on that? Yeah. Um, she's also trying to catch him, but she wants to jag him along the way somewhere. I think yeah. that happens. There's a few fantasies, but then they actually. I think they do. Yeah. I think that's just like again, it's chopped up in a weird way. It's but I think up that's happening. Yeah, they've had at least one. Root. Sex. One sex. Sex. And I'm down for that. And I believe, uh, you know, I hope there was some conceivement. Oh, baby. Because that's a gene pool that I can work with. That is. Uh, that might be too good. You know how sometimes if they're both mm. too hot, they can come out. Less hot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, along the way, the, we're introduced to a variety of fun characters played by some of our favorite actors, Tristan. Zan! Zan, anyone seen Zan? He's right here. <laughs> That's another New York celebrity story. That's right. Did you this seat on purpose? Who knows? That's when I met Jonah Hill and and um, Tom Long. No, what's his name? Tom Long. Is that his name? Yeah. The Apple guy. I think he's Mr. Long. And um, our favourite. Oh, fucking hell, how did I forget his name? Seth Rogen? Jonah Hill? No, Jonah Zan? Hill. Zan wasn't there. They're talking about oh, Zan. Oh, they were going. Has anyone seen Zan? Yeah. He's missing. Um, Seth Rogen? Sam Rockwell. Ah, oh, Sam Rockwell. And, and uh, they were all in this bar where we were at and no one else was there. Early days in New York too. And so I didn't know how to handle these situations and I kind of embarrassed myself in any way. But they were saying the conversation I was overhearing was Jody Hill saying, you guys caught up with Zahn lately? What's Zahn doing? <laughs> yeah, no one had seen Zahn. <laughs> we love Zahn. We're big fans of Zahn. Zahn's a he looked man. amazing in... The flowers. He's aging wonderfully. He had a terrific tan. Yeah. Which rhymes with his surname, coincidentally. <laughs> Zantan. He was majestic. He, he should release he looks a great. fake tan line called Zantan. Zantan. Yeah. Maybe he is. At least it's not a bloody tequila. Tequila. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these little side stories, they're a bit tied together in a somewhat neat package. Yeah. That's the movie. It's, he goes, bish, bash, bosh. Bish, bash, bosh. It's a love story. Not really. A lust story. It's a lust story. It's a sexy movie, man. Yeah. You'd you'd prepped me that this was a sexy movie and I was underwhelmed. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's a sexy movie in that that they're sexy and that there's like tension mm. and that, you know, the music's kind of, there's a sexy vibe to it, but it's not mm. sexy like, I don't know. What's a sexy Magic Mike. It's not sexy like <laughs> Magic Mike. Well, or Basic Instinct or something. It's not oh, like yeah. that. But I, would, I would argue that's anything, not sexy. That's anything kind of, with Michael <laughs> Michael Douglas in this would have made it so gross. Oh, now you <laughs> just, so greasy. <laughs> you, you have just. He's not actually greasy, but he just comes across as. 
His lips are always Greg's wet. Greg's doing the face, yeah. It always looks like he's just jizzed. <laughs> and it's, it's he's like, got a little bit of sweat and, and, they, and then he's not done. Yeah, he's That's like, the creepy part. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking roll over, light a cigarette. Oh, no, he's never done. <laughs> Goddamn Michael Dale. Only white boy ever made me more. Oh. <laughs> uh, did well, you, I'm interested in your how this was for you then. I may have mismanaged your expectations in this uh, one a little. Look, there was some challenges in my viewing schedule, uh, I yeah. would say, which doesn't didn't put it in the best light. It was good. Yeah. I understand this is a good movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as it is regarded. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see that critic score, by the way. It's super high. Yeah, I was very surprised. And I've, I've got little to justify my position other than... Eh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it as much as I did initially. I still enjoyed it though. I was like, "This is fun. It's yeah. just a fun movie." Like it's got a really good cast, and they get to do their thing. And of, you can tell this is the Ocean's Eleven guy, and mm. I think it's got just the right amount of that stuff before mm. I don't like it. So mm. I like it's 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 all very something about sometimes when it goes too far, it a is. bit like the Rock and Ryan Reynolds new movie. Where like they've just it's just celebrities having fun and it's supposed to be entertaining because it's celebrities having fun. Yeah, and I'm not into yeah, that. No. This teeters on that a little bit, but I think um, the we'll talk about cast in a second. But from a overall point of view, the cast is stacked, but not with all just a listers. Mm. It's stacked with all these great character yeah. guys and shit. Uh-huh. And it's delightful, and um, there's a bit of nostalgia there for me for sure. Some of the Tarantino-esque stuff feels quite dated. Mm, yeah. Like it doesn't feel like it needs the non-linear aspect. It just makes it a little bit confusing. Yeah, and it, it is quite confusing. Yeah. The way they've dealt with that, it's hard to tell where you're at. Yeah, like literally it's hard to tell. Like we can tell how many times we went to jail for how long. Yeah, cetera. and it's heavy um, dialogue and I get that's part of the deal. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I like I didn't, that. I know everyone seems to like that. I, I, I just why. I just I find these two these the chemistry with these two they're charming the pants off for me. I didn't get it. Ah, uh, my pants were off, man. I had my pants on. <laughs> I was. I'm there. I'm, I was so here for all of it. I, I was buying I'm into alone. all of I'm it. I'm fully alone here. Right? I, yeah. It's cool. Like you know, no. You 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 still enjoyed it on yeah. like an overall level, yeah. but it's not like oh, I love this or like you don't hate it, you don't love it. It's just oh, it was a movie yeah. I watched and it was fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I did find this, and this was actually a memory too that I forgot to mention, was there are some movies like this where there's one thing that just fucking distracts me the whole time. Yeah. And this one, I gave you a heads up on this one because I wanted to show you some pictures so you knew what the hell I was talking about. But I'm fairly certain, in fact, I think at this point I am certain, that George Clooney shaved his hairline back for some unknown reason in this movie. You saw the pictures I sent you, right? Yeah. He shaved it back. Like You can see the five o'clock shadow of his widow's peak. And I remember thinking that as a teenager too, just staring at it. <laughs> and I'm missing the rest of the movie because I'm just like, what are you, What is this? What are you doing? And, you know, th- that was a long time ago. Now we've got the internet. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm missing tens some, of minutes at this point. <laughs> Googling pictures of George Clooney's hairline. And it seems all but confirmed that for whatever reason, he's shaved back his hairline for this movie and perhaps ongoing. Bizarre. Who does that? Not me. Hey, uh, just so to, just to, just to um, show you just how wrong you are, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Weekly named this. It topped the list of their 50th, 50 sexiest movies ever made. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you got to, you know, you got to have a point of view on these things. <laughs> well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> they obviously haven't seen um, Barbed Wire <laughs> or Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Oh, what's is there any movies with Sally Field and Michael Douglas? I could get around that. I, I think they're diametrically opposed. Romancing the bone. <laughs> hey, um, did you know? Speaking of sex, yeah. Did you know that Jennifer Lopez auditioned on Clooney's couch, <laughs> aka the casting couch? <laughs> I mean, that was that was a legitimate. You know, you reach up facts about the movie when you're scraping the barrel yeah. for notes. That was one of the headlines and I immediately thought the casting couch, which well, is that, a she didn't, popular amateur porn series. Yes, yes. And she didn't audition in the boot, the trunk. No, it was on the couch. You mentioned in your plot synopsis that you didn't like that bit. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Why? I, I didn't believe it. Okay, interesting. It worked on me, man. I didn't believe like, it. I think there's some aesthetics here that I think have dated, some actually that I still like. I, quite, I don't mind his... How he does a little zoom or a little pause here and there, maybe too much of that sometimes, but fundamentally at the core of it, these two in the in the trunk, all that kind of stuff. I am so down. Yeah, it's interesting. Hey, it doesn't work on. You. What about the strangers trying to pick her up at the bar? That was fun. Oh yeah, because didn't they work in? Of course, they worked in advertising. Why are we? The, we are the shit cunts of the world, man. It's the worst. Doing this podcast has has taught me some things, but the, at the top of the pile of things I've sort of learned on this podcast is that we suck. Yeah, and people that write scripts and direct hate films us. hate us. People who work in advertising are a bunch of jerks, but the way they they're like. Lame swagger and like fucking cringe. Oh, it's so but good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's good. I don't like Don Cheadle as a gangster. I was thinking that too. Okay, so I love is, Don Cheadle. Just big caveat. Me too. He's a fucking lord. We I kind of don't buy him as that guy. Me too. And that's that's one of my overarching things that I don't like about this movie. Well, it's not even that I don't like about it, but just something that is. I think I felt it a little bit at the time, but I feel it even more now. Is that a lot of it comes across as a bit dorky or like what a dork thinks is really cool. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh, man, maybe Soderbergh's a bit of a dork in the same way that, you know, some people. Because that comes through in other films of his, right? Like yeah. parts of the Oceans series for sure. Yeah, I think so. And so oh, like the good. Cheadle thing and his character name being Snoop, but maybe that's from the book, so I don't know. These things stuck out as a little bit dorky to me. And and not those, not just Cheadle, but there's something about yep. this that is, it's not cool. It lacks a certain authenticity of cool. Well, to be honest with you, I know I always go here. It's a bit like how Christopher Nolan thinks he's writing a movie that's absurdly mind-blowingly intelligent. Oh, genius, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's it, it's that same relationship of like it's pretty cool, isn't it? See yeah. how I zoomed there. See how that character's talking. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> my note on that one was it's a bit dorky. Yeah. Don Cheadle. <laughs> that was my literally the same thing. Yeah. And it's not that he's bad in it. I don't know. And maybe it's just because just from other roles. He punches good. But yeah. it's just hard to it's hard to picture him as a criminal. Boxer. Should have been Danny Trejo. Sure. Why not? He's a boxer. Yeah, sure was. That's how he got in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm with you. Um, it, Yeah, that just sort of takes a bit of, w- w- away from it. Yeah, yeah. 
Did, okay, so here's a question for you. Did you pick up on this one, Greg? Did you pick up on this one, Michael Keaton in this film? Are you aware of the connection? I am aware of the connection. That's beautiful. That's it? nice. That's nice. And he's great in this. Yeah. The connection we're talking about, of course, is he's playing the same character that he played in Jackie Brown. It's it's a connected universe. And it's a beautiful thing because yeah. they're made by different studios. Yeah. Based on books by the same author. Mm-hmm. So I think his character is in this book because they all cross over a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, but Miramax was doing Jackie Brown and apparently Tarantino insisted that they let them do this over at Universal. Yeah. Respect. Respect to the craft. And it's a nice it's just a nice little thing. It is a nice little thing. It, it's somewhat of a cameo in this. Yeah, it's more it, of it's a, a great role in yeah. Jackie Brown. He's really what about old mate? Um her dad, uh Dennis Farina. Yeah. And uh, Michael Keaton's wearing the FBI shirt. <laughs> do you have one that says undercover? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. There it is. <laughs> we enjoy. Um, Dennis Farina, of course, we big fans uh, since we learned of his backstory with Michael Mann as an actual cop who was an advisor to Michael Mann about cop stuff Yeah, and then becomes an actor. But before we get into that. Don't go to England. Don't go to England, exactly. On, on, the, on the Michael Keaton Connected Universe thing, I was like, is this, this is early days, again, pre-Marvel. Are there, was this the first no, it wasn't the first, but <laughs> but it was early. Actually, it wasn't the first. Depends how you count it. So in years, <laughs> if you count it in, but let's do non-linear, Greg. Touche, <laughs> yeah. touche. Um, Buttons. I looked into it. There's, I found like a list of actors who played the same characters in different seemingly disconnected movies. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, so apparently, there's a character called Trent in the first Transformers film who comes back in the Friday the 13th remake also as Trent and gets killed. <laughs> Some of these feel more like Easter eggs than actual. Yeah. The, arguably this one's just a cameo so it's not that different. Like Dan Aykroyd in Casper showing up in Ghostbusters. Yeah, outfit. yeah. But then there's more that are, okay, so there's some like Ranger Earl McGraw, the character in From Dust Till Dawn that shows up in a bunch of Tarantino stuff. That one's kind of cool. Apparently Jason Statham's The Transporter appears in the film Collateral, That the actual character. Jason Bourne? Is sorry, what co- did I say? It's Jason Statham. Oh, sorry. Is he? he? Apparently. But again, that feels like more Easter eggy. Mm. Um, there's a couple that are a bit more, oh, yeah, Rob Schneider plays Nazo, the delivery guy in Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Hilarious. Jamal Woodward played Biggie. In both the Biggie biopic and the Tupac biopic. <laughs> That's pretty great. Ty, um, typecast is Biggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but the one, these are all post, by the way. These are all after the fact, after this movie. But the one that was earlier, and I guess you could argue is maybe the OG, even if it is Easter eggy, is Randolph and Mortimer Duke. Oh, yeah. From Trading Places of Trading Randolph, Randolph. Yeah. I'm still not talking to you. <laughs> So that's probably the first. I, Sorry. Michael Kidd probably has a few more lines in this one, but yeah, you probably got to give it to those guys. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. Hey, um, can I share an Easter egg with you that I've been wanting to share with you? Yes. That's from – so you haven't seen Many Saints of Newark yet. No. Can I tell you the Easter egg? Yeah. Because well. I've been busting – you haven't seen it. Well, I mean, if have, listeners, if you haven't seen it, fast forward. Yeah, you're going to want to fast forward 30, 30 seconds. seconds. So – the Easter egg for our friends of the show that have either seen it or want to listen and aren't going to bother seeing it. 
there is a scene where there's multiple scenes in this film where um, the main character um, visits uh, a guy in jail who is played by uh, Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. So Ray Liotta's in jail. I forget his. I think he's his uncle. He's he's Tony's uncle. Okay. I think. Yeah. Or Tony's great uncle. What's his character's name? I can't remember. Okay, but he's, so he's not playing the same guy from Goodfellas or something. No, okay. but his character is pretty menacing. Actually, he looks like Michael Myers. He's huge. Yeah. It's it's that's a whole other thing. It's he's aging he, curiously. Yeah, he looks scary in it. Yeah, and he plays a hard ass, obviously. So he, um, this other guy, Tony's uncle, who the film sort of censors around, is taking, you know, he's trying to get some information. Uncle Junior? Junior's brother. Ah. Yeah, that's the, he's the main character sort of thing. Ah. I I loved it, but that's a whole other story. Some didn't. I I was really into it. And so he goes to visit Ray Liotta in, in jail a bunch of times and he's a big jazz fan. So he's taking him records. Yeah. So he's sitting there flicking through the records on one of the visits and guess what one of the records he gives him is? What? Little Joey Shaw Can Sing. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's something No mention of it. It's just like this. Oh, so that's an Easter egg for me. Yeah. That's not even like a, oh, okay. That's no spoilers. That's literally, wow. I've been dying to tell you this, but I've been hoping, I, I wanted to see it. Because it's mind blowing, <laughs> but then I'm like, no, nah, I've been waiting a month. That's all. That's all you get. Wow. How that? How that I is it? I made my own T-shirt out of that album, mate. Yeah. Like that. How many people are going to get that? Man. Very few. Very few. Friends Very few. The, friends of the show will. Maybe it was a secret invite to Illuminati. Oh. Maybe. So are we, are we in it? I think we're now in it. Fuck yeah. So, I guess we do this. Is that the handshake? Joe Pesci would have been good in this movie, somewhere in the mix. Mm. Always. Somewhere in prison maybe. That would yeah. work. Speaking of cast actually, should we, should we just go through a little bit of the casting? We've got uh-huh. Zahn who's wonderful. Although he has some dark moments. I forgot he had to kill a guy. That was pretty fucked up. Who did he kill? I can't remember. They didn't really show it but as when he was with um, Snoop he, oh, yeah. as part of, it was almost like an initiation or something mm. to show He's his. In- yeah. It was fucked up. I think I just didn't notice that <laughs> when I watched this previously or it just didn't affect me at all because I was cold. Mm, mm. Dennis Farina would talk about Albert Brooks. I, when I watched this before, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Hank Scorpio himself uh-huh. amongst other things. But obviously Hank Scorpio being the most important. Yeah. He's he's great. I love him. He's great. Great. Just a great voice. Mm. And a great like a jerk in this too. Yeah. Like he's a bit of a weasel. It's yeah, he, he nails it. Yeah. Catherine Keener, I've always had a bit of a low-key crush on her. Which one's she, she plays his ex-wife, George Clooney's ex-wife. But she's in like – Jade Lowe goes to interview her. I'm going to look her up, sorry. She was in like um, being John Malkovich and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. From 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, uh, yeah. She's very charismatic. She just got that special something. Very charming. And she shows, she's showing up in a lot of stuff these days. Usually as, I guess she's maybe sort of a character actor in a lot of ways. But, yeah, she's she's good. She's good. Yeah. And a lot of these, again, this is like, this is perfect for Fickner. Why isn't Fickner in mm. there? Um, Don, uh, Ving Rhames talked about, Viola Davis is in there too. Michael Keaton, we talk, and we've talked about most of these, I guess. And then Samuel Jackson at the end. Mm. The end was quite cool. Mm. 
in that so one you touched on this, but one thing I do like about this is she doesn't she still sticks to her guns to a point. Like she still arrests him and stuff. And um but she does introduce him. She throws him a bone. She throws him a bone. And it's kind of nice because you, you uh, they didn't do a sequel, which is nice, but you can kind of just have your own sequel in your head of what happens after that. There is a sequel. Is there? There's a TV show, eh? Well, he, he wrote a sequel. Um, oh, yeah. So it, they, they've talked about doing, you know, they always they talk about it. So in 2009. Road Dog. Yeah, 2009, Road Dogs, uh, Jack Foley escapes prison thanks to a Cuban gangster who then asks for some favours in Venice, California. Yeah. I, um, I've got the whole synopsis here. Yeah, right. So he wrote it because he'd seen the movie, obviously, and then he was, Oh, is that why? He liked the idea of George Clooney playing Foley again. Oh. oh so you think he wanted it to be another movie? I believe so. Yeah. But he passed away in like 2013 or something. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, he had a good innings, 87. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, he's a lot older. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah, me too. Ah, that's interesting. It is. It's, it's interesting looking at all the movies that's based on his shit. Well, I haven't seen 310 to you, man. I haven't watched Justified. But at least Get Shorty in this and Jackie Brown. There is a flavour there. That yeah. is, there is a common DNA there. Yeah. That, is, that feels Western, right? distinct. Yeah, that's Western. But it feels distinct. Like there's, there's like... In watching this and in watching those other movies, you're like, this, this is something slightly different. I mean, mm. it's obviously a bit of like throwbacks to certain, I don't know, it feels like some 70s vibes in all yeah. of these movies. But, I like Get Shorty. Yeah. But there's some, there's there's an interesting there's flavor a, there. There's a wit. Yeah. They're, sh- they're, they're sharp. Yeah. The Rock's in the second one. I like him in that. Yeah. yeah. Back when he was actually acting, playing characters. Yeah, that was his thing. That right? was like a breakout. You go, oh, this guy's pretty good. Actually, that's good true. Good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck to him. Maybe he does, all, does okay. That's a crazy thought. Yeah. He was doing – well, that was a good – well, I haven't – that's not a good, good movie. But it I was didn't like mind a, that one. It's, it's a, I like it more than it was rated. Yeah. He copped it caning. I don't know if I've actually seen it properly. It's a bit silly. It's a bit OTT. But it, it, just Massively. in terms of like his filmography, yeah, the Scorpion King, you know, so he's not doing very mainstream mm. with cast like that movies. At that point, so that's kind of a big deal that he was. I I never thought he would be more than a Scorpion King type actor, and there yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. how wrong I, I was. Yeah. Hey, there's um one of the so you've referred to this film as quite sexy, as most people have. Very sexy. Uh, Soderbergh said he did steal from a very very well known classic uh, sex scene. Oh yeah, uh, in that. They had the cut of the lovemaking cut to them getting dressed ah. after the postcoital. Yeah, it's the second time I've said that this episode. <laughs> um, which is from a film called Don't Look Now, uh, which I've mentioned. Yeah, in briefly. Familiar. It's got Donald Sutherland and uh, Julie Christie, who I don't know so well, but that was Donald Sutherland's real life wife. <laughs> so they borrow. He borrowed the style of that, but what they didn't mention, he's like, "Oh, I stole that." I thought it was really powerful how they the intimacy about it all, but I was like, well, the intimacy intimacy of that sex scene, as I recall, is that they actually did it. Oh, in that Donald Sutherland one, yeah, I believe so. I could be wrong, but I'm like fairly sure. I didn't bother looking it up. Sure, it's not a Michael Douglas film. It's his. Oh, I was going to say it's his dad. That's not his dad. <laughs> um, Keith is dad. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, they did it. And I was like, oh, it was very intimate. I'm like, yeah, that's because they had sex. Yeah. And they were, like, they were a, married. They were married. Uh, that's a sexy movie, man. <laughs> I think it's We've got to do Don't Look Now anyway. It's yeah. a, that's a weird thriller. That's like fucking legit. It's really good. Oh, really not, good. I'm I was not thinking as a, we could, as a series we could do like The Outer Years or something and just do some 70s movies that are big or that were big. Yeah, we could do a 70s miniseries for sure. There's a few I'd like to do. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me actually when I was thinking of those, the, the douchebag ad guys in this trying to pick up Chalo. We should do a miniseries on where the main character works in advertising. Oh, like like City Slickers? <laughs> yeah, like and He's City like, Slickers. my life's shit. I sell ad space on radios. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Like uh, what women want and we can rate how realistic it is. Okay. That'll be fun. I'm down. We're not, we're, it's not realistic because we're cooler than that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we don't realise we're such losers. Maybe we can get some people from the industry on the pod then too. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting. Like angles. us. Like us. Yeah, we've got us. You're stuck with us. Get Manson back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, well, we'll get him back for Ocean's 12. Oh, of course. Blah. He can do that solo. A little, a little Easter egg for you, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the scene where Karen examines a mugshot – of Jack and says, he doesn't even look like that. The photograph is actually from Clooney's character in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh. <laughs> Let's get into the verdict. Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> no little Joey sure can sing. No, it's, no, it doesn't live up to that. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, my overall thought of this one is, yeah, it's fun. It's not an all-time great for me by any means. Um, I think it's a pretty good late 90s time capsule, that first post-Tarantino Aesthetic. Mm. I'd call it a rewatch for those reasons for me. But I think, I don't think there's anything here that explicitly doesn't hold up other than your your threshold for this kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. that was very post Tarantino 90s. Yeah. And then we just got bombarded with it through the, through yeah. the, through the other Soderbergh. Films. Yeah, that kind of dampens it, like that kind of sours it a little too because then it evokes some of those uh, feelings. But yeah, it's a fun romp. It's a sexy romp. Uh, maybe a little dorky at times. Mm. <laughs> dorky sex. <laughs> Hot nerd. How about you? So you, would you, it's a funny one because you hadn't seen it before, but yeah. would you call it a rewatch? Is it rewatchable? Yeah, I yeah. think it is. In, I think as as well, it is it is interesting for the reasons you've just said. It's it's probably one of the more decent cracks at that kind of Tarantino esque style. Yeah, it's like relatively worthy of it's it's quality. Like yeah. it's not just some, it's quality. It is yeah, quality. Yeah, it's not just some. It's like a delicious quality cake, but it's not my favorite cake. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not a big red velvet guy. Yeah, this could be a red velvet cake. <laughs> I'm not a red velvet guy. That's why. Why? I don't. Know, what is it even? It's like chocolate with red food dye. Is that it? what it is? I have no yeah, idea. I don't really care. Sorry if you're into that. Let's have chocolate, man. It's hard to go past. Brown. Chocolate. Have some brown chocolate. Um, did Simpsons do it? I assume not. 
Uh, porn parody, man, it's too sexy already in my I opinion. Too sexy. <laughs> Bechdel test, not really. Other than J Lo being a good character in this, um, but that's not that's not a Bechdel test thing. Yeah. But the fact that she is a female character. Did you have recast it? Nah. The only one I could think of, and it's going to sound like I didn't do it based on ethnicity, but it kind of pans out that way. But um, I was just it just immediately sprung to mind was Ryan Gosling first as George Clooney, and then I was like, oh, and then yeah, you can have Eva Mendes as as J Lo. They're married. She's there la- you go. They're married, Latin. and she's they're married. So oh, they, they can could do have that. sex. They can have sex. There you go. I would watch that. <laughs> you would just for the record, a sexier version of this movie for Greg would be Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes having sex and Greg watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, maybe you could do a gender reversal one, and mm. I got too clever for myself, and I couldn't think of anyone. What um, about? Zendaya and Tom Holland. Yeah, I had to think of that. Awesome. He's the cop. I thought maybe the, Jennifer Lawrence the as the bank robber. Alive. Jennifer Lawrence maybe as the bank robber. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I'm a big, big Lawrence guy. Yeah, I like her. She's great. She's awesome. Winter's Bone. She, she, has, she hasn't, we've never talked about her in any recasts. So I feel we have. I've definitely chucked her. Oh, in, you have? Okay. In, the early, in the early years. Okay. Well, you can expect it now moving forward. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> top of mind. We remembered she existed. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's your MVP? Oh, I'm, let's go Zan. Oh, nice. I gave it to Clooney. Yeah. Partly because I don't know that there's going to be any other movie where I'd give it to him. Not that I, that's how this I'd award works. Oh, don't get me wrong. Down on Lake Como, <laughs> sunset, six Aperols in. <laughs> I'd give it to him. He lives a life. Man, he is so opposite of The Rock that he turned down $35 million to do a commercial. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, he's got a billion dollars. So. I'm going boating. <laughs> and so this is our final in-person uh, podcast together. So the next podcast you hear from us will be um, yeah. from uh, – Opposite ends of the world. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy to think. Crazy. We're going snout to tail. Hey, shout out to our buddies that are friends of the show that won at the potties last night, the Australian Podcast Award. It's going to be months from now. Well, it's months ago now. Months ago now. But, yeah, shout out to Alexi, um, Alexi Toliopoulos, friend of the show, guest of the show, past and future guest, I think is how you say that. Yeah. Um, Who won silver for... Finding Desperado, great podcast. Make sure mm. you check it out. Mm-hmm. And Dan Illich, yeah, for back to back wins for comedy podcast of the year with Irrational Fear. Yeah, make sure you check that out too. And he obviously did some awesome uh, viral satire. Yeah, recently, um, amazing raising a bunch of money on Kickstarter to buy billboards to heckle the prime minister at G twenty. Yeah. On climate policy, which was very good. It was good. Well played. Well played, sir. Well played, Illich. Couple of couple of real podmen right there. Yeah. And then there's us. Um, well, will you hear from us next week? Hopefully in a seamless transition to Global Pod. Mm-hmm. Global Pod. Global Pod. We I, might be doing a New York miniseries, perhaps. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Taxi driver? Yeah. New York. It's probably a movie called New York. Let's look that up. It'll be heaps. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.